0: Oi! Hey there, welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes, and I will give you a high vibe world. I think that the title of today's episode must have many of you guys confused. It's oxymoronic, it doesn't sound high vibe, and it appears, at least on the surface, to go against the very premise of everything that I talk about here. But it's none of that. I guess, first, I need to explain what inspired me to do today's episode on this theme of the positivity of negativity. I just found out on Saturday that one of my closest friends has been in the hospital for over two weeks getting, she's actually, now she's in rehab, but she's been getting treatment for an unknown condition. They literally cannot decipher what is going on with her. I will not disclose her name or the details here to respect her privacy, but when I spoke with her on Saturday... One of the things that she mentioned to me was that, you know, she has been so miserable that she couldn't even listen to my podcast because it's too positive. And that struck a chord with me because I have had that same feeling, not only about my own podcast at times, but also about anything that is too positive whenever I am at a very low point. Because when you are in a serious, like in a really seriously shitty situation, Pure positivity can feel like a shock to the system, kind of like when it's 120 degrees Fahrenheit in Rio de Janeiro and the ocean water temperature is near freezing, and you go in and you get this like instant cramp. You know, it feels like you were electrocuted. And in a way, you were because it's thermic shock. Well, the same goes for too much positivity when you are just completely filled with negativity. So, although it may seem like, uh, like it's when, it's, when you're at your lowest point is when you need positivity, what you may need, in fact, is just space and acceptance, you know, validation, acknowledgement, maybe a distraction that slowly brings you to neutral so that you can be able to receive positivity in a way that doesn't shock your system and that doesn't feel offensive, almost aggressive, To your situation. I remember one of my friends a long time ago, a different friend, was battling cancer. You know, she was in her 20s. She was literally fighting for her life. And she was so scared and angry and sad that whenever people, no matter how well intentioned, came up to her and reminded her to stay positive, she just wished that she had the strength to punch them in the face because it felt cruel, it felt dismissive it felt out of touch. And rightfully so. I have mentioned before that I don't want any listener thinking that I am someone who is never negative or who's always positive and joyful and Pollyanna like because I'm definitely not. I struggle with these issues that I talk about here and many more that I don't share here. And I wouldn't be a real human being if that wasn't the case. The fact of the matter is, even though a positive mental attitude can be a powerful tool to help you through life's challenges and daily struggles, unrelenting positivity can turn toxic. Forcing yourself to always look on the bright side can become draining, and a daily desire for forced optimism can lead us to ignore the thoughts and the feelings that are happening at a deeper level. Feelings that really need to be validated, really need to be explored. I learned long ago. That the mind is a powerful thing. It's the universe where everything in our lives actually happen. We tend to look around and think that the world is happening outside of us, but in reality, it is happening in our own brain. At least our individual reality is. Even something as simple as an itch can be scratched without scratching. You know, without physically scratching, just by simply paying attention to it and literally saying. Whether out loud or to ourselves, I am itching. It's really itchy. I really don't like it. I really want to scratch it. Seriously, try it. Because in my experience, just that acknowledgement is enough for the itch to go away without you having to become a, you know, contortionist to reach there and scratch the itch. Sometimes it's really it comes in handy knowing about this because you might be in a public place and might not be able to, you know. Do what you got to do. Well, the same is true for negative emotions. They tend to be given, uh, well, they need to be given the space to just be. You have to allow yourself to feel them because they are there. And they aren't going away if you just try to ignore them. For me, it was looking closely at the negative emotions that surrounded my problems that has helped me move forward. When I found myself dreading either work or an event or even a change in lifestyle, telling myself to simply look on the bright side wasn't cutting it. Instead, I accepted the negative emotions that I was feeling and I gave myself the space to investigate them. I took a look at what was really going on. I allowed myself to vent to friends when normally I might force a smile. I put all my worries and concerns down on paper, and what I discovered was a mix of feelings of inadequacy, meaning like, you know, me feeling like I wasn't able to perform a task or endure something or that I wasn't worth it, or sort of like imposter syndrome, and anxiety stemming from the demands of the whatever it was that I was dreading. So armed with this knowledge, I was able to implement those changes that were needed. I worked on building my confidence. I learned to speak up whenever I felt like others were too demanding of me um, and notice when I was being too demanding of myself and accepted that I wasn't perfect and neither was the experience that I was dreading. And this was a relief in and of itself. Negativity was my path to getting a happier you know, to a happier place. If I hadn't allowed myself to focus on the negatives, I wouldn't have moved forward. There's actually a psychology to this. Biologically speaking, humans have a negativity bias, which means that we're actually designed to focus on the negatives. Our brains are hardwired for negativity because human beings are wired to survive. It's more natural for us to expect the worst, to catastrophize, to, you know, and we're slow to change. You know, we try to be cautious. If the default position is to survive, this means that worrying about the what-ifs is important. Turns out that too much positivity can reinforce feelings of personal failure when life doesn't go the way we want. It's in these scenarios that negativity is needed for us to grow. Negative thinking, when used right, can be a powerful tool for introspection and a motivator for change. Being positive all the time means that there is no critical analysis taking place or, you know, you're not taking stock of your current situation. Life is never straightforward. It often throws curveballs at us, like losing one's job or suffering a period of ill health. Positivity is a good mindset to have, but embracing the negative moments in our lives is what keeps us real. So how can you harness the power of negativity you know, or negative thinking in your life? First of all, you can do that by acknowledging to yourself that you're unhappy or dissatisfied with the position in which you find yourself. This can be enormously difficult because... Um, you know, it's, it's nobody wants to focus on that. Um, and may, sometimes it's just admitting that, you know, something we chose just didn't work out right for us or that we were dealt a shitty card being, you know, something that's genetic or relationship-wise or in any other way. Once we give ourselves the space for this reflection, we're able to work out a solution the resulting negative emotion are motivators to drive us to change. Using these periods of negativity is actually how we learn to improve ourselves. It's how we can better understand our strengths when we are faced with challenges that make us dig deeper within ourselves to overcome those difficulties. Negative thinking actually holds benefits that can help us move forward in life. We also have to remember, we you know, we're here to accept all emotions. That's what life is about. That's what... The experience is supposed to be like. And accepting all emotions allows us to experience our lives more fully. We don't have to feel guilty or at fault when negative emotions arise. We can just accept them just as part of life because that's what they are. And then they also will allow us to appreciate the positive aspects of life more fully. Because remember, remember when I did um, that episode about contrast? Well, life is all about contrast. And I was saying the same thing then too. We succeed because we learn and grow from our failures. We connect and we feel love because we are vulnerable and we take risks. Avoiding pain is in a way a form of pain because it means living in denial. No one is capable of being totally positive all the time. We're too multidimensional for that. Remember when I did that other episode also about how it's okay not to be okay sometimes? Well, that's also true. When we're just emitting positivity, we're putting too much pressure on ourselves to be anything other than an authentic human being. And any negative feelings just get pushed down and sent to denial. It's genuinely okay not to be okay. When we honor all of our feelings, we honor all of ourselves. The most positive thing you can do is be true to yourself. The pressure of being positive all the time, just like the pressure of being good all the time, can lead to increased stress as well as feelings of isolation. It may lead you to bottle up your feelings and not share when things are difficult. I am very, very much guilty of that. I feel shame whenever I'm going through something challenging or when I'm a victim of anything. And I need to work through that. That is part of my life's mission. And again, negativity is a great motivator for change. Looking at a problem and accepting that something in your life isn't working is the first step to making that change. One of the biggest motivators for change is being uncomfortable with our real feelings. Nobody wants to feel afraid or sad. The negative thoughts are usually what motivate people to seek therapy and to get real understanding of what's going on for them and why they feel what they feel. Without negative feelings, we might stay in a a less than ideal situation when deep down, we're in need of something different. Also, success doesn't come without failure. If you know what failure feels like, then congratulations because failure means you've tried. You took a risk and you tried something. Show me a successful person who has never experienced failure. I really believe that we should be celebrating failure because it teaches us so much. It teaches us how to improve, how to develop, how to learn, and how to grow. If you fail but you continue to try, you build resiliency, and you are better able to cope with life's ups and downs. Not to mention that embracing negativity is healthy because not being honest with yourself or others about how you're feeling has real health consequences. Psychological and physiological studies show that denial and pretending to be okay increases internal stress. Hiding feelings of anger and sadness can cause depression, anxiety, and even physical illness. Emotional repression has been shown to decrease immune function and to put you at a higher risk for some diseases. A range of emotions helps us regulate our stress response, which actually means a healthier immune system. Accepting negative emotions rather than dismissing them is better for you in the long run. Accepting your negative emotions can also improve your relationships. Being honest about what you're experiencing means that you're also increasing your opportunities for intimacy with your partner, with your friends. Intimacy itself has multiple benefits. With multiple health benefits, that is. Because your instinct may be to play the strong one, but vulnerability is necessary for deep connections, which is also something else that I had mentioned in one of my earlier episodes. And I know it might sound to you like I'm just like trying to make a case for always listening to my podcast or defending my podcast, but I'm not. I'm just simply reminding you that I don't and I would never advocate only for positivity for your life to be overall a high vibe life. That is not realistic or even good. Ultimately, it's all about balance. Both positive thinking and negative thinking can be valuable to us in different ways, and they're both needed for a high vibe life. Striving to be positive in a difficult situation can be a mindset that keeps us going when the strong when you know when the going gets tough, but negative thinking can be the tool that allows us to carefully assess a situation and decide to make a change. A healthy outlook has room for both. And that is all we have for today. Thank you for being with me and for listening to me and for being a part of my journey. I am Camilla, your High Vibe Advocate, looking forward to your outreach at highvibeadvocate.com and your follow on Instagram at highvibeadvocate. And as always, looking forward to our next meeting right here on my channel. See you next Wednesday.